When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to the Pursuit of Prevention podcast. My name is Bailey French, a Purdue-trained nutritional scientist and nutrition counselor, and today you will walk away from this episode with some tools to help improve your health. Because around here, we believe that you are not defined by your family health history. You can enhance your DNA and leave a new legacy of wellness for your family. If you are ready to take control of your health and win back the confidence that comes from knowing that each day you are preventing the illnesses that run in your family, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Pursuit of Prevention podcast. Today, you have a very special task, a very special favor that I am going to ask of you. If you are someone that has seen the quote-unquote new food pyramid shared by Joe Rogan and you shared that image that he shared to his Instagram. My favor to you is that you take the time to listen to this full episode and then share this episode in the same manner that you shared Joe Rogan's situation that he put up. After this episode, you will completely understand what I mean and why I'm asking this of you. And truly what you'll see is that sharing this is the most responsible thing to do. Let's go ahead and get into it. If you are new around here because someone you know and love shared this episode with you, my name is Bailey French. I am a Purdue-trained nutritional scientist and nutrition counselor. Why we're talking about this whole situation today with Joe Rogan is because, to be honest, this week, I have seen one too many things that are just false information or hiding a large piece of the true information, which means that they might be true, but they're not entirely true. And one thing that we believe around here at Be Well Health and Wellness Consultants, the host of the Pursuit of Prevention podcast, is that you need to have all sides of a story in order to make an informed decision for your health. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to take a look at the other side of the story because there is, first of all, a lot of misinformation, incorrect information in what is being shared right now. And the second piece is that there's honestly just a lot left out of the conversation, which is exactly why it's gained so much traction, why it became so popular, because every piece of scientific evidence was left out. Only the buzzwords, the craziest of the information was kept to draw you in, get your attention and help create and draft this narrative in your head. And while it is incredibly unfortunate that this is allowed to happen, I'm no one special and I'm allowed to have a podcast. Anyone can have a podcast and anyone can say whatever they want 
on a podcast. So what we're really going to do today, uh, you, if you're able, should go and watch this episode on YouTube. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, but I would encourage you to watch this episode on YouTube because there will be some pictures and pop-ups um, throughout this episode so that you can see, first of all, where this information that I'm sharing is coming from because it's different sources than where Joe Rogan said it was coming from. And second reason, just so that you can have a visual and start to understand where we've come since the original food pyramid guidelines, where we're going and what this actually looks like, as well as the picture that is circulating and is viral on the internet right now. So here, here it is. This is it. This is what's uh, being circulated right now. And it is a picture showing that on this quote unquote new food pyramid, Lucky Charms are healthier than a steak. And you all, if you've shared it, know that that is simply not true. Uh, marshmallowy, sugar-filled cereal does not have more nutrients objectively than a steak does. That's simply the science, right? And that's why this went viral, because that just seems outlandish and crazy. Here's what happened. So this photo that I just shared, the one that shows Lucky Charms are quote unquote healthier than steak, comes from a tool, a nutrition profiling system, which is simply a tool. There are lo loads and loads of them out there. Um, this one specifically was created by the Friedman School of Nutrition Science and Policy at Tufts University. So this nutrition profiling system was created at a university by people at the university. Fallacy number one in the Joe Rogan post, this snippet, this system was not created by the government. It is not currently part of the dietary guidelines for Americans. It is not currently influencing the new food pyramid. Those are the facts. That's that's what happened. Um, so that piece of the argument is just simply untrue and very, very frustrating because it makes it that much harder for true nutrition professionals to share logical and true and science-based information when we are up against this gigantic brick wall with millions and millions of followers and an incredibly loyal following uh, sharing misinformation. So the first thing you need to know is that this Lucky Charms is healthier than steak situation is not coming from the government right now. And I'll just tell you that I will be the first person to say that the government truly should not be publishing nutrition advice. And that's why they're called guidelines. Okay. You have the choice to follow them or not. What you should do is have someone working with you, a nutrition trained nutrition professional, someone that has an education in this, not someone that just went online and grabbed some certification that they paid a good bit of money for working with an educated and trained nutrition professional on your specific genetics, your specific lab results is what will tell you what foods are healthiest for you to eat. So the dietary guidelines for Americans, there's going to be a whole follow-up episode on that. 
uh, because that was the original plan. And then last week, all of this happened on the internet. So we changed course a little bit. Okay. We course corrected to address the elephant in the room. And then in the next couple of weeks, we will talk about the history of the food pyramid a little bit more. We will brush over it today, but in the coming weeks, we will actually be diving deeper into that so that you understand the origins of it, who actually created the original food pyramid, how those guidelines and the people, specifically the people that are in the room when they're created, how that has changed over the last couple of decades uh, and why it's actually a good thing that it's changing. But today we're going to come back in, focus back in on the viral situation. So this nutrition profiling system, the NPS in question is called the food compass. Now directly from Tufts University, the people that created this food compass, they are saying that they would like to see policymakers using this food compass to influence decisions in the future on the dietary guidelines for Americans. They are targeting policymakers. They are going to lobby. They are probably going to spend a lot of money to get the food compass used as part of the dietary guidelines for Americans, but that will not happen until 2025 at the earliest. The reason that I say that is because the dietary guidelines for Americans were just updated for the years 2020 through 2025. So they will republish a new dietary guidelines for Americans publishing piece in 2025, maybe 2024 for 2026 through 2030. And that will start the next generation. So the food compass could be potentially used for the next set of guidelines for Americans. They're not currently being used. So the people at Tufts University created this. It's also incredibly important to note that they created this in 2021, or I should say they published the first versions of it, October 18th, 2021. Right now today, it is January the 17th of 2023. And that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it was a year and a little bit of change ago. What do we know about science? It's always changing. We are always finding new research. We are always finding new things to study. And when science comes out, the first article published about something, a whole big percentage of the time is not the final decision on whether it is safe or not, whether it is correct or not. <sighs> a good example of this is the cure for cancer right? We have been researching it. We've been studying it for a long dang time. There is some evidence. There are some studies out there showing that some things like a really high antioxidant diet are incredibly beneficial at preventing cancer. There are also studies out there saying that a very low antioxidant diet is what should be used when someone develops cancer. There is science, there is evidence supporting both of those arguments neither one of them are true statements, standards of care right now, because there is not enough evidence. There are some research studies out there. There simply haven't been enough to tell us without a doubt, that this is the correct path. 
there is not enough evidence. There are not enough studies out right now to tell us with certainty that the food compass is the correct step. Now, here is the science behind the food compass, and I am looking off to the side because I'm reading this directly from the research articles coming out, the university publishings. These are the words coming straight from. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. These publications. So it is not my personal opinion. We might get to that at the end. But right now, I'm simply sharing the evidence, what is out there with you because what you got from Joe Rogan was his opinion and he's not a nutrition professional. So in my professional opinion, he doesn't get an opinion and he certainly should not be sharing that opinion without fact checking himself first. Um, and to be entirely fair, I didn't listen to the full episode or read the full, whatever he put out. What I did see was what he posted on Instagram, and that is what's being shared by millions of people across the internet right now. And so based on that information alone, it's it's simply missing too much information to be credible. There was a paper published on January 16th, 2023, diving into this specific NPS, the food compass, and this is where the snippet that picture comes from. So that's on the screen right now. This is that picture that is showing quote unquote, um, you know, a steak or ground beef is not as healthy as Lucky Charms or other sweetened cereals. Okay. So this is where, this is where it's originating from that actual picture. They, the people that published this study specifically also, so that you know, these studies, the links to all of these articles that I'm mentioning will be linked in the show notes of this episode on each and every platform. So please check there, read the full article. This is where it started to come to my attention as a professional that what Joe Rogan shared was complete fallacy. It was clickbait. I mean, let's be honest, it was clickbait. And these articles are the reason why. So the picture that he shared came from this article and he used the picture without any context of what this article is saying, which is absolutely infuriating. It is the plain and simple served on a silver platter view of people that were not trained to read scientific journal entries sharing random pieces of scientific journals. And when you leave out the context of a lot of these tables, the figures, the pictures, the results even, and the methods that were used, when you leave out the context of the research study and what they're saying as their conclusion, it is a slippery slope. It is a very slippery slope into very dangerous territory. What's happening right now is that people are outraged that quote unquote, the government would say that Lucky Charms are healthier than a steak. But that's that's just not 
what's happening. And so people are getting upset with the government. They are starting to lose trust in the actual dietary guidelines for Americans. And are they perfect? Of course not. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. And the biggest piece of that is that the dietary guidelines for Americans are not individualized for your needs. So they're never going to be an exact replica of what you need on a daily basis. But people as a whole are starting to lose faith, lose trust in the dietary guidelines for Americans that was created by and reviewed by and assessed by actual nutrition professionals. And that's scary because people are going to now go to the internet. They're going to trust Joe Rogan for their nutrition advice. And I have seen him share very false, very untrue, very dangerous, and very unhealthy nutrition advice before on some of his episodes. And what's really sad is that I used to be a huge Joe Rogan fan. I actually applied to be, um, you know, interviewed on his podcast a couple of times. And then he started going down that slippery slope into the dangerous information. And I would still gladly go on the Joe Rogan show and share with you on a bigger platform why this has to stop. This was really fueled by this episode specifically. It was fueled by the fact that last night I got home and I never, ever watch the news. It just is not good for my mental health. I get, you know, the brief updates, things I need to know, and that's it. And I don't sit and watch the news. But yesterday it was on the TV because my boyfriend was watching football the night before and we turn the dog, the TV on for the dog when we leave because he is incredibly spoiled. And the news was on because that's the channel. And I caught the tail end of an interview with a mental health professional who was giving nutrition advice. Let me backtrack. Who was giving false nutrition advice. And I was livid. So what did I do? I took to Instagram stories and called out the news channel. Not that it's going to make a difference, but the people that see my stories are going to know that that isn't you have to take everything with a grain of salt, especially when it's not coming from a nutrition professional. And here's the thing. I'm sure that this guy did not have malicious intentions, but he is not the expert in the field and therefore should not be giving advice on the situation. It is just like if you went to a fire station and asked them how to fix your broken leg. They're going to tell you, they're going to have enough common sense to tell you, you should go to the hospital and see an orthopedic surgeon. Whereas what's happening right now with this nutrition advice, the the guy I saw on TV last night, Joe Rogan sharing this stuff, that would be like the firefighter saying, oh, I know exactly what to do. Why don't you just come on back here? I'll fix you up myself. It sounds like madness in another context. So why is it being allowed? in nutrition and medical advice of other natures. There's this really fine line of when medical advice, people start to take too much ownership and start giving advice on things that they don't have the training or qualifications to share about. So it's truly just infuriating, sharing things without context, not sharing the whole story. This guy last night, the interview, he finished by saying, Uh, food sensitivity tests are great for everyone and you should do a food sensitivity test and you should cut out all the foods that come back on your food sensitivity test. 
And as a nutrition professional, what I know about food sensitivity tests is that cutting things out that a food sensitivity test tells you you're sensitive to could create a larger problem in your body. And it actually gives you a big red flashing warning sign that you need to start with focusing on your gut health instead of cutting out a ton of foods. And in the end, by restricting yourself and cutting out all these foods that come back on a food sensitivity test, your mental health is going to be worse because you're constantly obsessed with what you're going to be eating and what you can't eat. Again, shared without context, a lot of this stuff can be very dangerous information. So essentially what this research study is saying, the one that this photo came from, the lucky charms are healthier than steak, what they said is that this nutrition profiling system has some errors still. They are warning us that the food compass should not be used yet. There is a lot of algorithm work that needs to be tweaked. The food compass's main goal and priority was to look at foods objectively. So it takes, let's see here, 52, 54 markers from nine different categories, and it runs them. And that algorithm that they have is what spits out these values saying that Lucky Charms are healthier than steak inherently. That is obviously not true. It's not a full picture of what's going on. And so this research study um, is calling that out and they're saying, hey, before this is used, it should be tweaked. It should be played around with. It sh there should be different algorithms tried and used because this data does not match any of the other data that we have on the healthfulness of food. And so by saying that yours is inherently better than all of the other research out there, it just doesn't make sense. And when there are new things, modalities, tools created, look at Tesla, the first electric car. It grew like wildfire in popularity because it was the first and it was groundbreaking and it was innovating. And if the food compass becomes the first to be this nutrition profiling system used to objectively score food in the dietary guidelines for Americans, imagine how much press and how much money those people are going to make. And so the problem here is not arising from the government. So we can take that tinfoil hat off for right now. It is arising from this group of researchers at Tufts University, specifically the Friedman School of Nutrition, which is rather alarming that a school of nutrition is looking at this and saying that this is the best way. I think that's another conversation, but it is alarming as a nutrition professional. So in context, the picture that Joe Rogan shared was actually being used to show that the food compass is inadequate. It is not ready for use yet. So who are we calling out? Remind me here, not the government because they currently have no stake in the food compass. It's the people that created the food compass that are going to go lobby and they're going to go spend their money and they're gonna spend their time on lobbying policymakers to utilize this in the next round of dietary guidelines for Americans, okay? All right, so that's where we stand with that. Now let's actually go to the dietary guidelines for Americans. It is a very long PDF document published by 
the USDA. Um, it is, let's see, 142 pages long. And I already went through it so that you don't have to, but the link to the PDF will be in the show notes of this episode if you'd like to go and look at it for yourself, which I would encourage because again, an informed decision is the only decision that you should make. And the only way to be truly informed is for you to go take a look at it and read it, interpret it, ask questions about it to a nutrition professional, as well as potentially your doctor. However, do remember that there are limitations in traditional medical school when it comes to nutrition. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Traditional doctors are only getting about 10 hours of nutrition education in their eight years of schooling to become a doctor. So there are limitations there. That is when that line crosses over and you need a medical team that is composed of a doctor and a nutrition professional. So do keep that in mind. But what I want you to know about this is that when you go and look at it, it's a pretty well-rounded recommendation. Again, is it going to be perfect for everyone? No. But it does give you some objective facts and statistics about the health of America right now. Coronary disease, cardiovascular disease, obesity and diabetes, the mortality and morbidity that come from those, cancer, bone health and muscle strength. There are objective statistics included about each of those things. So you can see where is the health of our population at right now and what is that based on? We're going to take another second and go back in time. Most of you listening to this probably remember something up on the walls in your elementary school that looks just like this. It's the food pyramid. It is the original food pyramid with loads of bread and pasta and cereals on the bottom layer, which means that is what you are supposed to eat most of. It's not entirely incorrect, but it's also not entirely correct. Fruits and vegetables should be on the bottom of that. And there are some tweaked versions of that original food pyramid that do contain fruits and vegetables, root vegetables on that bottom level. But when we're talking about carbohydrates, all of those things on the bottom were meant to be from whole grains. And that's really hard to do unless you're making the bread, the pasta in your home and you have control over the ingredients that are going into it. And so the original food pyramid was really hard to follow in the way that it was truly meant to be followed when it was published in 1992. A couple years really closer to 10 go by and then we get MyPlate. So MyPlate.gov 
was the suggestion right before the new dietary guidelines for Americans for 2020 to 2025. And my plate is actually still used in the dietary guidelines for Americans. My plate has never been my personal favorite suggestion. It does leave a lot to be desired. It was meant to be a really simplified version of the food pyramid and updated a better version. And is it better than the food pyramid? Yes. Is it as good as this new dietary guidelines for Americans? No. Is it going to be as good as the ones in the future? No, because we're constantly learning and growing. And that's why new versions of this are continually published because it's just, it doesn't make sense to leave this out for so long if it's not really the best thing, right? So the USDA is taking a lot of the new research and they are formulating these guidelines every couple of years with the understanding that this is what we know right now. It is non-exhaustive. It's not perfect for everyone and it will change and get better in the future. Is a generalized publication ever going to be 100% perfect? No, we already discussed this. Your body is so unique that you require something entirely different from me, something entirely different from your neighbor across the street. It's just not going to cover everything. So again, by working with a nutrition professional that can read and interpret and utilize to conceptualize, habits and suggestions based on your unique body, that's where you're going to find your sweet spot. The dietary guidelines for Americans, a fat loss program that gives you points or specific things to follow that is just generalized and not based on your unique needs. Won't name any names, but wink, wink here. Um, It's never going to be perfect for you. It's never going to be the best fit for you. But the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, what are they saying right now? So directly from dietaryguidelines.gov 2020 to 2025 publication, the guidelines make every bite count with the Dietary Guidelines for Americans. Here's how. One, follow a healthy dietary pattern at every stage of life. Okay. First of all, how do we do that? But whatever, we'll come back to that. Two, Customize and enjoy nutrient-dense food and beverage choices to reflect personal preferences, cultural traditions, and budgetary considerations. Three, focus on meeting food group needs with nutrient-dense foods and beverages and stay within calorie limits. Four, limit foods and beverages higher in added sugars, saturated fat and sodium, and limit alcoholic beverages. That's it. Okay, great. That's a pretty darn good start. As a general overview, we know that it is healthful to limit alcohol intake, limit saturated fat intake, and not have a diet that's too high in sugar. The only piece here that is a little bit contradictory right now with a lot of research coming out is the sodium piece. And there are really two categories that people fall into with sodium. One being the, of course, standard American diet, the traditional fast food, super salty, fried, greasy foods that people are eating on a regular basis, potato chips, lots of snacks, sweet and salty snacks. All of those foods are higher in sodium. They also have ultra processed, not very health promoting or anti-inflammatory ingredients in them. 
And so those people do need to follow this recommendation of monitoring their sodium intake. But there is a whole other group of people that was raised, maybe just like me, maybe just like you, to be mindful of your sodium consumption. And you were told to follow a low sodium diet because that was most helpful for you. And now you are seeing chronic fatigue. You are seeing struggles sleeping. You are seeing struggles losing weight. Your hormones might be a little out of whack. Something just feels off. It could be because your adrenal glands use sodium and potassium as their main food and fuel. And if you are eating a low sodium diet and not replenishing the sodium that you lose in sweat, the sodium that you use in, lose in your pee and poop every day, the sodium that is getting used by your adrenal glands, which release cortisol, which happens when you are stressed. So if you are constantly stressed and constantly under eating or not eating sodium, you may actually have a slight deficiency in sodium. And so you do not need to lower your sodium content any more than you already do. You might actually need to increase your sodium content. So that should be delineated and showcased in the Dietary Guidelines for Americans. But this publication is specifically, I mean, it's put out and it is a recommendation based on the standard American diet. So we are looking at that first group of people, but just know that when you, as someone who cares about your health, maybe you already eat really healthfully, it's going to look a little bit different for you. And you have to work with a professional that knows your body, knows your circumstance to be able to decide which side of the spectrum you're on there. But if we come down and look further into what these dietary guidelines for Americans are saying, it's good stuff. I mean, they're showing nutrient-dense options versus the typical options. Plain shredded wheat versus frosted shredded wheat. Vegetable oils versus butter. Sparkling water versus soda. It's looking at whole foods versus the ultra-processed foods, and it's telling you to limit the ultra-processed foods, which is the right advice. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That is what you need to be mindful of if you want to live a long and healthy life and feel really good while you do it. If we come down even further, it breaks down what those calorie needs as well as the food groups that they mentioned earlier are. So in parts two and three, it mentioned, you know, focus on your calorie intake, staying below your calorie, whatever, you know, focus on meeting your food groups. Okay. I said, how do we do this here? They're trying to show you how. So the different food groups, vegetables, fruits, grains, dairy, protein. Now, dairy as a food group, this comes from the myplate.gov recommendation. Hmm. 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 It's, again, not everyone can eat dairy. We have 60% of the population that is lactose intolerant. So that's not necessarily a health-promoting food for everyone. And a lot of dairy products are more processed than some whole food sources. So having dairy as a full food group, I personally, as a chronic illness prevention nutrition counselor, do not agree with that recommendation, but lots of other nutrition professionals probably don't agree with some of the stuff that I agree with. So when we get down into it even a little bit further, they do have charts in every stage of life. It is broken up by, um, you know, 
your age and what stage of life you are in. It shows you what your calorie needs are at those different stages. Uh, it is telling you here, you know, limit your sugary, your high fat foods, your added processed ingredient foods. Limit that. Make 85% of your diet the fruits, vegetables, whole grains, proteins, those whole foods, and then the other 15%. So we've heard 80-20 for a long time. The new recommendation is 85-15. Great. That's even better than 80-20. So to be enraged at the dietary guidelines for Americans and the government right now for something that they did not do, I mean... Let's be reasonable here, folks. I'm not saying that, you know, everything about the government is perfect, okay? What I am saying is that you should not be angry at your friend for something that your parent did, okay? Again, I mean, you should not be angry at your partner for a dream that you had about something that they didn't do, right? It's illogical and it's silly. And while it can be hard, it needs to be done. That differentiation, that line has to be drawn. I mean, they even go so far as to break down where is our sugar as Americans coming from. Most of it, 24% coming from sugar-sweetened beverages, sweet tea, sodas, uh, lemonade, things of the like. Uh, another big one, 19% coming from desserts and snacks. And then they go down even further to break down with the sugar-sweetened beverages. 16% comes from soft drinks, 5% comes from fruit drinks, uh, 2% come from sports and energy drinks, and 1% come from other sugar-sweetened beverages. Desserts, 3% donuts, sweet rolls, and pastries, 5% ice cream and frozen dairy desserts, 4% cakes and pies, 6% cookies and brownies, 1% uh, other sources of desserts. So they're really breaking it down. They are making it incredibly easy to interpret and understand. This is the most in-depth publication that I have seen yet. It is the most easy to understand by the, the layman. And that is what we need if we're going to become a healthier population. You, as someone without training or education in nutrition, need to be able to understand at a basic level what different foods mean, how to read a nutrition label. <sighs> so honestly, I'm really impressed with this document. And I think you would be too, if you took the time to go through and look at what it's actually saying. They're very generalized, very vague recommendations because they have to be. They have to be able to fit all infants and toddlers, all pregnant and lactating women, all people over the age of 65 into one category and give them a recommendation. It's a baseline. It's a starting point. It is the basement of what you can do to be your healthiest self. It's not exhaustive. It is not the complete list. It is not the best thing out there. But what it also is not is influenced by the food compass. It is not saying that Lucky Charms are healthier than a steak. So to sum everything up, why I'm asking you to share this episode in the same manner that you shared Joe Rogan's Instagram posts is because why does the misinformation get to win? Why does the fallacy, the falsehood get to prevail over the science, 
just because someone popular said it. I don't know Joe Rogan has anything like this, but that back there is my degree from a four-year university where I studied the science of how food breaks down and interacts with your cells. Which, again, doesn't make me the ultimate, the only, the very best source of information out there. But it does make me a credible one. It does make me an informed one. It makes me a curious one to go out and find the information for myself. And I hope that you agree that it makes me a responsible source by going and doing this research before presenting anything to you. When I saw the Joe Rogan post, I also got angry. I also don't always like the government meddling in my personal life. And I don't want anyone telling anybody that sugar-filled cereal is healthier than a steak because that's not the case. And I could have gotten angry and I could have come on here and recorded a whole podcast about how angry I am and how dumb that is, just like Joe Rogan did. But instead, I took a second, took a beat, took a breath, came back, did some research, dug into the issue a little bit, and found the missing context, the missing link that makes this whole story and picture come together. And it makes it make a lot more sense, right? I mean... To some people, maybe it does, but to me, it just doesn't make sense that the government would put something out saying that sugar-filled cereals are healthier than a steak. I mean, to a certain degree, they know that. The Dietary Guidelines for Americans, the vast majority of the advisory committee are registered dietitian nutritionists. They are nutrition professionals. They are experts in the field. And so, while it's not perfect information, it's not information that's completely disregarding the research that we have. The food compass is bordering that line. It is towing that line. However, we cannot blame that on someone that has nothing to do with what's going on there. So you can share this episode by sharing this link with a friend or family or posting it on your Instagram stories, on your Facebook. Uh, You can share it on LinkedIn. I mean, you could share the direct link to this episode anywhere that you wish. You can also go to my Instagram and find the post that links to this episode um, and share it there. You can share that link to Facebook. It can go to your Instagram stories. It can go to your Instagram feed if you would like to share it there. Um, So that's how you can share it. That is how you can have a part in spreading the science, in spreading the truth, and not being a part of the uninformed, fear-mongering side of this argument and situation. I would encourage you to do that. I would encourage you to reframe your mindset, take in both sides of the story, and go do your own research. Follow these links that are in the show notes. Read these things. If you have questions, I am always open and available for your questions. Please email, Instagram DM, text me, call me. I don't care. Ask these questions. If you have a nutritionist that you trust, ask them these questions. Start asking the questions that are going to help you make the best decision for your body, for your family, and stop leaning into the fear and the misinformation-based sharing to get popular. 
so many views, so much money coming in on ads from that episode where there was a whole lot of fallacy shared or a whole lot of missing context. Maybe that's the best way to put it because maybe he didn't have these terrible malicious intentions, but in my professional opinion, as a scientist, if you are sharing things without the context, that is irresponsible and therefore it is a little bit malicious because he has plenty of resources and money and he knows how he has shown in the past in different episodes about different topics that he knows how to go and do his own research and find things that are not at the top of Google when you type something in. He knows how to do that and he chose not to, to instigate fear, to draw people further into his brand so that they are loyal, so that he earns more money. And so that's just where I'm going to leave it because I could go on all day about this topic because it is frustrating, it is infuriating, and it is sad and scary for me that you don't have access to this. You don't have the full story unless I share it. So that's my promise to you is that this will always be a place where you can come for the full story for at least every argument and playing the devil's advocate a little bit sometimes on some different topics so that you can make an informed decision. Um, that is how we achieve true health. This population gets better one person at a time. And so if one person listens to this episode, I've changed one life and that's enough. If one person listens and shares it with one other person who shares it with one other person, and that chain goes on until everyone in the world is reached, I would have the exact same feeling as if that one person listened, learned something and changed their habits and their thinking based on what they heard because they had the the key to making a decision that was the best for them. So thanks for thanks for sticking with me today. Again, if you were not able, if you were driving and listening to this and you weren't able to go watch it on YouTube, I would encourage you to go follow that link and check out the YouTube version of this. Uh, you can find it, the Pursuit of Prevention podcast. You can find it by searching Be Well Health and Wellness Consultants. Um, there are lots of different ways. You can also follow the links in the show notes to go see the actual original files of those images instead of the ones that I shared on the screen here today. So be vigilant, my friend. Be mindful. Um, I'm really proud of you for showing up today and listening to this whole episode, taking this to heart and really just utilizing all of the information that you have available to you and not jumping to one side or the other because of that first clickbait thing that you hear or see. So Instagram can be a dangerous place. Google can be a dangerous place. Know that, have respect for that and have enough respect for yourself to go ask the hard questions and do a little bit of digging yourself through other podcasts, through nutrition professionals, or just by doing your own research and spending a little bit of time and sweat equity there. I'm really proud of you for being here today. I'm so thankful that I get to play a part in your health journey in this way. If you would like to chat about working together, leaning more into your blood work, your results in finding that best path for you nutritionally based on your unique genetics, my contact information is always in the show notes. Feel free to reach out. But if not, I will see you on the next episode of the Pursuit of Prevention podcast. 
which will be a little bit more lighthearted and fun with some tangible takeaway tools for you to use. So until then, stay well, my friends. Thank you for being a part of this conversation today. By sharing with just one friend, you are not only showing the people that you love that you care about them, but you are helping this message that healthy does not have to be so hard reach hundreds of other people. Be sure to check out the show notes and visit www.bewellhwc.com for more information and to subscribe to the show so that you get notified every time there is a new episode available for you to learn more health tips and help you achieve your healthiest self. I cannot wait to sit down and chat with you again so soon. Until then, stay well. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.